Weep, O oh, children of the dust, swallowed up by the sand in the sky. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I'm Waffle, your GM, joined here today by... Daniel, playing the unnamed necromancer, Alabaster. Kale, playing Leechigon. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. Matt, and I play Neric Shadespear. All right. Who remembers what happened last time? Uh, we wandered around after losing our memories to the, the bad thing. Uh, the exact gabagook of which I cannot remember. <laughs> um, but we lost our memories to it, but we found out we were still in the same place, somehow safe. Uh, we found carrier hovering minecart stone things. Um, That's actually the name and, that they use on the brochure. Yay. Um, and then we found what they were used for, which is to open the, uh, the pods of various definitely not Umbrella Corp uh <laughs> pods of things yeah uh in this huge circular room that we were at the top of yes um mm -hmm. and we went down we we hitched a ride by sometimes literally tying ourselves to these totally definitely not hovering minecarts um tm and yeah uh, we're 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 going down and hoping we don't get crushed along the way because it's hyper automated and not meant for people yes uh, and that hope is, in fact, where we find our our adventurers here, plummeting through the dimly lit, mechanically whirling space of the central core. Uh, Skip has so kindly provided each of you with a sort of uh, stirrups and a riding harness by which you might cling to the surface of these drones for dear life, but that harness does not extend to any sort of control intentional or otherwise over their flight path and you realize as the drones descend into the middle of this swarm that your destination being the bottom of this pit the drone destination appears to be roughly the middle there may need to be some further negotiation that occurs between uh, you and your impromptu mounts as a reminder of everybody's current state, most of you are riding solo on the back of one of these smooth, flattened, egg-shaped drones that apparently have some task to perform here in the depths. Alabaster, you are weighed down by a second passenger. Uh, <laughs> this would be your loyal and steadfast soldier, a private <laughs> of the second noon, a crack shot with a rifle, <laughs> as Narek can attest to. Yeah. And currently basically tied down directly to the top of this thing uh, where you are straddling them. It would be a very intimate moment if they weren't a zombie and you weren't a robot. <laughs> yep. As it is, it's it's completely professional, entirely businesslike. <laughs> uh, you are um... whirling and corkscrewing through a swarm of drones here. And... Uh, a lot of things are going to start happening very fast, and the very first one that is happening is that I'm going to need everybody to make a physical saving throw to avoid oh, being clubbed or knocked off or pulverized in some way by the cacophony of machinery around you. And that's just rolling a d20 towards our save DC, right? Yep. And then gotcha. uh, it is uh, equal or better on the die. Perfect. I succeed. Okay. I fail spectacularly. Oh. Ooh. 
I succeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what happens here is that uh, one of these large extraction arms that move around and pull out these drawers that then launch little tubes into the air. The arm itself is not functioning entirely correctly. If it had continued on its normal path, you would have been able to predict it, but it sort of lurches briefly, and the gears bind, and then when they unsnag, it goes shooting forward with surprising speed, and uh, Michigan, you are... You're not knocked completely off your drone, and you manage to sort of sway to the side, so the egg-shaped construct takes the worst of it, but you are buffeted by this impact such that you are hanging on not to the top of your drone but a single finger or a single hand hooked into a loop of rope on the bottom uh, dangling over what must be at least a 70 foot drop through uh, drones and machinery to a very solid looking floor far below I Mijigan stoically stoically groans and does not <laughs> utter a single word <laughs> Doesn't have a haiku ready for this one. <laughs> yeah, this no. <laughs> Narek, you are similarly imperiled by this nonsense happening all around you. In your case, the drone that you are on responds a little more sluggishly to the movement than it was expecting or you were expecting, and you're sort of slammed in between two drones briefly. And the one that you are on drops suddenly. Uh, whether its engine had a fault or it's just trying to move out of the way of something else. The the drone that you were latched onto and hanging onto with this rope drops away from you and you are briefly left weightless in freefall. And then when you come back down, it is no longer onto your drone, but another one that had sort of taken its place in the procession. And you no longer find yourself with any ropes to hang on to as you straddle this smooth, rounded shape with no handholds or particularly convenient grasping points. I use the string of my sitar. I like use I use mini so to like hold on. <laughs> like oh, a... like like you thread it through. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, you are able to uh, sort of makeshift wedge this instrument into place to give yourself a little bit of a better handhold. You're no longer in immediate danger of slipping all the way off, but you are still dangling and exposed to other dangers. Fair enough. Alabaster, uh, you're you're sitting pretty snug. Um what for whatever reason you've avoided the worst of it here is there anything you would like to do as you see your adventuring companions in a, a little spot of trouble uh i don't know that there's really anything i can do okay cuz there i mean i'm not i'm not close to any of them right uh you're not right next to them but as these drones move and shift around each other you do pass within maybe 15 feet of them every so often. It's really hard to predict exactly when the drones are going to turn and shift and move, but uh, you suspect if you like readied yourself or prepared, uh, you would be able to come within like throwing distance of them. Not that that's super helpful. <laughs> Agreed. Um, you know, 
We have an. Who has the energy and vulnerability potion? Uh, I think I'm still holding on to it. Did you, <laughs> uh, Waffle? Did you say that uh, kinetic energy was not? A, I uh, I'm gonna go double check what I wrote down, but I think um, yeah, Skip's dry boba tea of energetic, mostly impermeability. Uh, it works on thermal, electrical, radiation, or caustic. Kinetic energy is not valid. The gravity, uh, you know, the impact with the floor, the will terminal not velocity be... of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> regrettably. Um... um yeah i mean i'll I'll be at the ready to reach out and and grab somebody if if possible and i'll command um number one uh (laughs) my you know uh, affectionate name for my soldier here okay well i drone that on in a totally transactional way because we are at we're in an arm's length relationship but um, yeah yeah it's you know, it's just not the right time. You've it's both got business. a lot going on in your lives. No, it's, and it's all business. I just want to yeah. make sure that that's clear at all times for everybody. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I make I make sure that number one knows to, to maybe help out if we need to mm-hmm. grab somebody. But he's, like, tethered to he it, right? He is uh, strapped down <laughs> as one By might attach, like, a surfboard to the roof of a car. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much help he's going to be. Not not a ton of maneuverability there with the limbs, but uh, certainly if the opportunity presents itself, uh, a withered hand stands ready. Skip, uh, you've managed to remain aboard your device for the time being. Whee! How Would you like to attempt anything while you are whirling through the swarm here? There are drones whizzing by and arms above and below as they rumble along on their tracks and every so often one of these glassy cylinders will tumble by before being caught by a drone and of course there is the matter of michigan's imminent peril and uh Narek's slightly less but still significant uh situation yeah yeah um I have any leftover rope. I'd like to try and, like, lasso one of them, which whoever seems, like, in the most trouble. Sure. Okay. Like, just tie something together, because I'm not... I'm doing okay here. Yeah. But um, if I can put some rope together and throw it over to them so that I can bring them to mine, um, I guess I'd use, like, a craft check to yeah, try craft, and make this and then something else uh, probably a craft first and then i'd take like a shoot maybe like a okay. shoot dexterity gotcha uh, and i'm gonna say this is craft dexterity because you're trying to make a rope under very very tight uh schedule here sure okay so that's a seven to to tie this little lasso together okay. it's uh it's not great but it'll hold okay that's all I need right now. Um, <laughs> and then who's in the most trouble? Because uh, that is an excellent Mijigan, question. Mijigan kind of stuck his uh, instrument yes. into it and was hanging on there. Um, Can I have he, an exert strength from Narek and Michigan? And. Eh. Uh, do they have critical failure in this game? 
<laughs> oh no. Um. Oh no. That's a that's a D twenty, right? Uh, two D six plus your attribute plus your skill. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. I was like, I don't know how you can crit fail. I, I assumed it was snake eyes. I, that, that made me question myself. Yeah. So. Uh, sorry. As a reminder, I know it's been a while and it's a new system. Uh, skill checks are two d six plus your attribute plus your skill rank. Uh, minus one if you don't have rank zero in that skill. It's a nine for me. Okay. You are able to sort of spider your fingers out and grip to the exterior of this drone. You're safe for the moment, but you suspect that if this drone does any uh, dramatic maneuvers, you will be in uh, some serious trouble if you do not change your situation soon. You don't see exactly where the drone that has the rope harness went, or if it's even still in the swarm. You would have to look around for it or perform some kind of search, but for the moment, you are not falling off. Uh, the yeah. same cannot be said for your silent samurai. Yeah, no. So, All right. uh, last of time. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, what happens here is that uh, the instrument that you have wedged into this rope harness is rock solid. It's not going anywhere. Your your very human hands, though, relinquish their grip from it uh, quite abruptly oh, as no. a another drone. Uh, sweeping by hits you pretty squarely in the chest. Yes. So you take uh, one point of damage and are buffeted away into freefall. Nice. Oof. Skip. <laughs> what do you got for me? Uh, shoot, shoot this. Uh, shoot this lasso and scoot. Okay, uh, and that's dexterity as well, right? Yes. Two d six plus dex plus shoot. Right. Yep, that is going to be uh, a total of 11 then. Woo! Yeah, you are ready on the ball and you... Holy cow. It's like one hand, imagine, looped under the rope on this drone, leaning all the way out to the side over the edge of it to you get around a particularly persistent swarm. And then a one-handed lasso that curves around through the room and snags the ankles of this uh, this plummeting figure. And you are almost yanked off of your drone by the, the sudden tension in the line. And uh, now uh, Michigan is unfortunately swinging around wildly below you in an even more precarious position. But uh, he is not plastered against the floor, which means a victory. Yeah, it, it that's something. Um, can I roll exert to try and pull him towards me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. It's slow going. You have to heave, and a lot of it is just trying to figure out a way to get purchase on the top of this drone to actually you know put your full weight into it. But you do manage to dragging this rope end over end while being knocked around by these drones and you flipped from side to side uh, you eventually manage to drag him up uh, into a position where he's safely sort of nestled against the side of this thing clinging to the netting why are you so heavy <laughs> if you can't even talk 
<laughs> I can talk in poem, but I cannot talk normal. It is the curse. Oh. Uh oh. Curse. And then, okay, so if I mess it up. I take a D4 of psychic damage. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I take I take one I take one D4 of psychic damage and I just fall unconscious. <laughs> oh no. It's a good thing. Like this. <laughs> yeah, uh oh, so geez. how much damage oh, do you take? <laughs> yeah, so you just hear you just <laughs> You hear this very thematic sound in the back of your head, and you just watch him twitch. His his head shakes to the left, and he just goes limp. Not good. <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere in this chaos, there's just a, an instrument jammed into the bottom of a drone, whirling around. <laughs> oh no, not again. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you are all relatively safe for the moment, but you also suspect that these drones are going to be here in this swarm waiting for a cylinder for quite a while, and this is not a very safe place to be. How would you like to improve your situation? Looking for a catwalk um, or something to... Yeah climb down onto there's down from the most solid footing you can find is the top surface of these arms that are moving back and forth are pretty flat like they're not um these like multi-jointed articulated things they are basically just big moving catwalks with some equipment underneath so big wrenches yeah yeah in a sense so okay. if you jumped down onto one of those, you would be, and kept your head low, you would be relatively safe from uh, what is occurring here. Relatively compared to normal uh, relatively levels compared of danger, to or compared to what you're our doing current right now. level of danger. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, That's safer than this. There's a lot of things we could be doing that would be a lot safer than this right <laughs> now. Yes, so. maybe. Uh, landing that jump is going to be a matter of pretty impressive timing or some lasso work or uh, if you have another method that you want to try to uh, pilot these drones or anything else. My lasso is currently tied <laughs> to an unconscious. It's tied to an unconscious man um, who I would like to be back to conscious. Um <laughs> I'm going to uh, commit effort. Okay. Um, and then use my healing touch to try and heal him in case that is what has knocked him out. If that's not sure. what knocked him out, then I don't have anything anyways. But yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Hey, sword, how do we wake him up? You just hit him really hard. <laughs> so the he can take it. Instead of healing him. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know. Most of the people at the bars would just throw water on him. 
I'm not wasting water down here. We don't know where we get more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's decadent. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that water comes out of you people in certain places. <laughs> not, not like that. Not drinkably. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know. Just something wet. Smack him a little bit. I don't know. I'm indestructible. You could hit me in the. You could hit him in the head with me. <laughs> You have you to can, kill you can you too. him. Oh, jeez. Okay. He's um, the risks. He's the <laughs> one who messed it up. All right. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll still go ahead and he- send a healing touch over to him. Okay. Um. Which, if this this ten does not heal you to full, then. Oh boy! Oh yeah, that's... I have I have eight hit points. That's more than okay. Just, just fine. Huh. He just <laughs> his eyes snap open. He just a deep breath in. <gasps> okay, all right. So don't don't do that again. We're gonna try and get over to that catwalk or you one get, of these catwalks. You get you get a, a curt nod. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, I think Skip and Michigan, you are the the first that are approaching this. Uh, this arm seems to have slowed its frantic rising and falling and rotation, uh, possibly in preparation for grabbing something. So now's as good of a chance as you're ever going to get. Is there anything else you would like to do to prepare or stack the deck in your favor? Okay, I'm going to have him jump and then try and swing the rope with him to aim him better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, so if that adds yeah. some kind of assistance, I'll roll exert or, or uh, something else. I'll just say, uh, Michigan, go ahead and give me an exert dexterity and take a plus two. Okay. okay. So I have to beat what, a fourteen. Uh, uh, so that's a that's a saving throw. This is just uh, a skill check. So two d six plus your dex mod plus exert if you've got it. Six seven eight. It's a nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you are for a brief moment out over the open sky, uh, flinging yourself towards this armature, and yeah. you overshoot such as the speed of the drone and the last-minute readjustment of this arm, uh, you would once again be plummeting towards your death if not for the rope at your ankles that goes taut, and instead of sailing over, you sort of snag on the edge of this arm and swing down and slam into the side of it uh, (laughs) safely aboard. And I stand up (laughs) and I give give Skip a three-quarters bow. <laughs> <laughs> and Skip, now that you have a you know someone on there with a rope, it's fairly trivial also for you to make that jump if you would like to give me an exert yes. and take a plus two. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's an eight. Yeah, you land with cat-like grace. Uh, Big shock. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> As you are crouched there with the drones whirling overhead, um, you see a drone sweep by with a 
familiar figure clinging to it despite the lack of rope harness. Uh, Narek, how you doing? Uh, I'm ready to get off this ride, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the ride so. never ends, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, are you just doing a standard jump here, or any any tricks? I don't really have tricks for this sort of thing. Um, okay. There's no way to... The only thing I was thinking is if I could use my strength or even, like, stab my longsword into it to kind of direct it a little bit oh. closer so I could uh, make the jump easier. You could certainly try. Um, so nice. what you've what you've observed, because these drones, when they swoop down to catch one of these cylinders, the bottom of them sort of opens up, uh, like these two panels slide out and there's like mm -hmm. a little arm there. You can also see inside some glowing bits or projectors or things that judging by the way that they glow brighter and dimmer as it maneuvers and jockeys for position, possibly the way that it's able to hover and direct itself. And it looks like there are three of these along the underside of this device, uh, sort of in pairs towards the front, middle and back. And you suspect that if you had stabbed one of those and made it non-functional, um, you could probably steer the drone, but you sort of only get like one steering input. It's permanent. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just trying to get off on the catwalk yeah. with them. So, um, so if you want to give me a like stab skill check to hit the right spot. All right. Um, probably like a stab dex here, because actually getting through the shell of this thing is not the issue. It's making sure you hit the generator without destroying the whole drone and dropping out of the sky. Yep. Um, that is. Oh, it's, hang on. Since I'm using my longsword now, you got to roll a d8. Or do I do I roll uh, a d8? Just, since just it's give not me a skill check there. here. Okay. Yep. Just the just the two d6. Yep. Uh, total ten. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, uh, you eyeball it a little bit, and you double hand your sword and drive it down into the drone and there is a, a sudden coughing puff of smoke out the side and it wobbles briefly and then starts to veer to the right very gracefully and the path that you've taken is really convenient because you're basically able to just tuck and roll off the drone directly onto the top of this arm and you come to rest at Skip's feet. Ooh. Thank I'm not getting back on one of those. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, Alabaster, that leaves you as the only one in the air. Seeing Narek's success, uh, he's going to attempt the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, so you don't have a long stab sword. Dex. So you'll have to kind of like reach oh. around the side of the drone and stab it from below, which may be more difficult. Okay. Still doable. Um, you can still absolutely make a stab dex skill check here if you want to try to land this thing. But it would be at like disadvantage or something. Uh, so you take a minus one, yeah. Oh, okay. Also, um, do you do you cut your zombie free of the rigging first, or is he going down with the ship? 
No, I'll, I'll cut him <laughs> free. And I mean, I don't know how we can possibly use the rope. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't think that a catwalk is really is is going to have anything that you can really lasso. Um, yeah, there's not like a a great fixture to grab onto with it, but so there are I'll three him. people standing on top of it that you could use. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're the same arm. I thought these yeah, arms yeah, were is, like these are big, big okay. arms. Okay, but I thought that the arms were moving every now and then, so that you had to like time jumping onto them. Yes, they are. Uh, the this is. These attempts are all not happening at the exact same time. Like you've you've looped around a couple times and uh, you've found a likely looking angle and okay. you, you think this is probably the best chance you're gonna get for the next five minutes or so. Okay. Well then I'll I'll just call down to um, the group and uh, ask them to, to help catch me and, and number one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, this like, is I mean, my... we're gonna we're gonna yeah. jump. We're gonna you know, we're... <laughs> hopefully do that well Ooh. enough. Uh, yeah, but we might go. need some assistance. Yeah. Uh, give me a strength exert for jumping. Or oh uh, yeah, dex would work. You're right. We're jumping down, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, please um, dex actually. Okay, so that would be with a d20 instead of uh, the d6s. Uh. So 2d6 plus your oh. dexterity mod plus exert. Okay. Well, I have neither of those, so here we go. <laughs> Seven. Oh, damn, that's pretty good. Uh, you are able to uh, make this jump pretty handily. Uh, you stumble a little bit at the edge and reach out and grasp at Skip's hand to keep from uh, toppling over. And you are greeted a moment later by the awful meaty thump of number one hitting the side of the arm instead of the top oh lord uh, he rolled a four no uh, so I, I grab him I grab at the <laughs> rope or hand him the rope I don't know what we did with the rope I freed him yeah uh, my thought was to tie us both together but then I didn't want mutually assured destruction <laughs> if one of us failed spectacularly well. so so what happens here is um, you lunge for number one and you can't quite get your fingers through the loop of his belt before he goes uh, dropping down into the swarm. And there is a series of loud crunches and uh, he does not drop all the way to the floor, but gets batted around between these drones and sort of lands on top of one of them and then is deposited onto a lower arm. Uh, as he sort of rolls off and then lands there. And for a moment is sprawled out with uh, twisted bones and ichor everywhere, and then sits up with perfect mechanical precision and salutes you. <laughs> I was about to bust out the flutes and start playing a funereal march, but... <laughs> uh, okay. Injured, but alive. All right. Uh, dead. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively. So Yeah. So you've um, all got yourself some time. To the ground. Uh resting here on this arm, you're maybe fifty feet above the ground. Uh Skip, you're probably in the best position here to notice the drawer that the arm has uh unveiled. Uh this is your Ooh. first time getting sort of up close and personal to one of these 
uh, armatures and the containers that they appear to be opening. And yeah. it, it slides out, and you can see it's a rack set into some sort of bearing and wheel system. And there are rows and rows of these small metal cylinders no larger than like a water bottle and uh as the arm finishes pulling this drawer out there's a moment that passes and you can see a bunch of small lights sort of flickering along the top and then there is a funk as one of these rods is ejected out of the drawer with a surprising amount of force and it sort of arcs gracefully up into the air and uh, then starts to fall Oh, I want to grab it. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you're actually you're in a perfect position to just snatch this out of the air. You don't even have to like oh. look for it. Um, it is uh, faintly warm in your hand, and Ooh. it's like a smooth metal cylinder with slightly ornamental caps on either end, a little bit like uh, like a scroll holder kind of. Mm, um, okay. Listening to it as you like bring this thing closer, it does sound like it's hollow or uh, has some sort of you know stuff inside it. You can hear something rattling around. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, uh, there are uh, two more of these sort of uh, pneumatic noises as uh, other cylinders are shot out of this drawer. Here, hold this. And I just kind of like, <laughs> I don't even think where I'm going to put this. I just put it towards the rest of the group. And I'm like, I'm going to grab the other ones. Again's hands and then double fist them. Yeah. Yeah. You are able to uh, grab these pretty handily. And then perched here on the top of this arm, you, you can hear the little like telltale whine of the pneumatics priming before it happens now that you know what to look for. And mm -hmm. you you reach out and you snatch the fourth one without even looking at it. Oh, yeah. And, and then right. the, uh, the drawer abruptly shuts and the arm disengages from the latches and then begins to slowly rotate around clockwise and descend. This has got to be something worthwhile, right? Like, I mean... <laughs> Come on, these have got to be worth something. So the the four scroll holders or tubes or whatever they are that you have here in your hands, um, they they have a certain weight to them that extends beyond the physical. Um, these are objects that have a, a great deal of legacy or purpose associated with them, and they carry a sort of gravitas that is reflected by the world around them and they they feel heavy in your hands they feel expensive <laughs> i okay uh, um potentially some kind of magic but maybe not the best time to check yeah probably not probably not so this arm uh, uh, descends again, and then the next time it opens up a drawer, uh, this drawer is actually empty. All the tubes have already been ejected, or maybe there was a malfunction. And it sits huh. there waiting in blissful ignorance for these tubes to be ejected that never will, and then closes the drawer and continues moving along. This thing doesn't even know what it's doing. Doesn't seem like it, no. Huh. Just, just uh, doing a thing, regardless of whether it needs to. One of so as you are uh, sort of descending your way down the stack here, 
the arm sometimes moves up or moves down and you suspect that like each one of these arms sort of services a different level of the stack such that they never collide with each other so with a little bit of planning you do eventually find a moment where the arm you are currently on and the arm that uh number one is occupying are close enough that you could make the leap and okay and does that arm seem to be like one that goes down more frequently uh it would be the one that's sort of below you in the like stack so if you think about like each arm has a certain vertical range that it covers in a like a 360 disc and you have right. a bunch of those arms stacked on top of each other um they never okay. they never stray down into another arm's territory so to speak so okay so they don't there's no overlap yeah gotcha we have to just work our way down the old-fashioned way it, it okay. looks like it'll be slow going but relatively safe to just sort of wait until the arms line up however long that might take and then descend and then wait until the arms line up okay they're like yeah the, the worst venn diagram <laughs> sort of yeah better better than the drones better than the drones certainly. yeah yeah Every All so right. often, uh, the drones still carrying uh, Minnesota will uh, whistle past, giving you a, a brief moment to converse with the sword. Uh, that reminds me. I just hold... <laughs> Michigan <laughs> holds his hand out, and it teleports to his hand. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, so you recover your sword. About on the third... Like, the third arm down, uh, number one has rejoined you. Um, Skip, there is a drone uh, directly approaching you, and as you sort of move from side to side and like move your hand around, you you can see that it's very fixated on one of these cylinders that you acquired. No, <laughs> no, it's mine. Uh, uh, well, I guess three is better than none. Um, I tried. Like, gauge which one it is? Yeah. Which one it's going after? I, I mean, they all look identical to you, so without without further investigation, you can't tell if it's going for one of the valuable ones or one of the less valuable ones. Okay. So, but um, it does seem, like, wave, fixated on this, though. Like, it, it wave moves them about. in a pretty straight line towards you. Okay. Uh, I'll just hold them out and see which one it takes and, uh, and hope, I guess. Okay. And chuck it. <laughs> you want it? Go and you want it? get it. Here, boy. Here, boy. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going so to be mean to this thing. It's fine. You, uh, you sift your way through and you, uh, you hold out one of these cylinders and the bottom of this drone unfolds and a spindly little mechanical arm uh, reaches out to grasp it from you. All right. Okay. I I let go of the the thing. Is it takes okay. the takes the pod? Yep. It, it's not the val. Is it the valuable one? It's the valuable I, you one. You don't know. They all look the same. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well. All right then. And uh, with its prize safely in hand, it uh, begins to float off in a different direction and heads for like a a tube, something, huh. some like access port in the wall where it vanishes from sight. 
Okay. Well, at least we got three. Three yeah. left. I mean, so, hopefully they're they're worthwhile. It takes you probably about forty minutes of pretty tense acrobatics and climbing to very gradually descend your way down each of these levels all the way to the floor. And um, as you get to the floor, you can see that the mechanical malfunctions are not constrained strictly to the arms here. And you can see a number of drones that are crashed. Uh, Some of them have impacted into the floor at frightening speeds. Others appear to have just sort of gradually, quietly drifted down here and then gone dark. There is... Mm evidence on this floor of stringer activity you can see a couple dark feathers here and there and some blood splotches and there is definitely noise coming from the room ahead uh, that would probably be stringer speak or you know recognizable as their general sort of jabbering and squawking yeah uh, what you do find here though and you're you notice it with the shiver unease shiver of unease that goes up your back uh michigan as you pass um one of these drones gives off a an aura of dread that's unsettling (laughs) a little Mm -hmm. bit is it for all of us or just yeah yeah, yeah. As okay. uh, as you're waved over, um, you definitely feel this same sense of unease that seems to radiate from this small broken machine. Ah. Uh. It's uh, it's currently in like the unfolded uh state, so it has its panels unfurled and the uh, sort of pacing around it and stooping down to inspect. You can see that the mechanical arm is currently clutching a cylinder and in the impact with the floor one of the caps on the end of this cylinder has come off and the the contents have been exposed to the air Ooh, no don't like that <laughs> uh is the cap around somewhere can i do like a notice or uh, something? yeah you could if you want to do a notice that would work okay um with what what's that uh i would take like a notice wisdom or a notice intelligence whichever you prefer okay uh intelligence notice that's going to be a total of 12 Oof, okay you are able to locate the cap by doing a little bit of assessment of like okay it would fall here the cap would shoot off in that direction you retrieve it and as you are i assume you're putting it back on the Yeah, I was going to try and put it back on. As you are sort of crouched down here, attempting to screw this cap back on without actually touching the cylinder itself very carefully, um, you get a glimpse at what the contents are. Oh, no. And this, uh, it looks like a sheaf of rolled up paper. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Uh, does the the sense of dread go away once the cap is screwed back on? It uh, diminishes, yes. Okay. Well, it's probably safe now, right? We can take it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you're able well, to it doesn't matter it what easily. it is. We just we we sell it to save our lives. You know. Yeah. Who cares what it is, how it's used? Yeah, that might hmm. buy us another thirty seconds. <laughs> you know. well, As we have to explain I... what it is, and then they kill us. Yeah. Uh, mm. human soul. I I I don't Could know. Be? My best guess. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> Wouldn't you be able to tell? I don't have a soul. Uh, Alabaster, if you would like to use any sort of like magic detection on these, you are more than welcome to. I don't know detect magic. I, it, like if you want to make a magic skill check to try to sure. identify these. So I saw the scroll? Yeah, briefly. I was um, privy to this. Now that you all have some time to sort of sit down and catch your breath and inspect these you can see that they do have labels of a sort on the exterior um they're not in a language you necessarily understand but they are these are marked and labeled in some way and as you hold on to them or as they are brought over to you by skip you can definitely feel that there is some serious magic that seems to not necessarily be emanating outward from these but has almost gathered around the outside of it like cobwebs these objects have accrued magic into them uh not based on their innate purpose but through some outside mechanism oh the nature of which would require more investigation yep so Gonna roll magic check. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yo. um, that's a four. Oh, nope, it's a five. Yay! It is a five. <laughs> All right. Um, you're not able to get a good sense of exactly what's going on with each of these. Um, you you've sort of grouped them into three categories based more on how they make you feel than what you can actually empirically derive from them. So two of them are probably similar or the same, and then the other two are different. Um, Skip, you have magic, So the one that was uncapped, that was... Yeah. That's similar to one of the other two? Uh, No, so there's two of the ones that Skip acquired are similar, and then one of the ones Skip acquired is different, and then... The the tube that had dread emanating from it is also different from all three and uh, oh okay notable in that it it still makes you pairs. feel unpleasant dread even though you are a robot and even though it is oh yeah no it's it's strong stuff huh you you feel worried for the future while holding this tube oh weird <laughs> uh I mean yeah I. But the other ones, the other too, ones don't but... feel nearly as like the other ones don't feel bad. Um, like, is it something we felt before? Not is it familiar? I would say this is a very unfamiliar feeling. Um, oh. Not not specifically the idea of dread, but the more you no. sit here with this, this is a very particular kind of like. Imagine the dread you would feel at realizing you are too small to stop the movement of the moon. It seems absurd and ridiculous to even worry about such a thing, but that is the the magnitude of the sensation that comes from this tube. Ah, heck of a tube. Heck of a tube. Uh, the other ones, 
one of the tubes, if you had to put like a rough emotional assessment on it, you would feel uh, reassured. And the other two matching, the emotion here is harder to place. It's like ambivalence mixed with desperation. Mm. <laughs> Coming to you in LaCroix flavor soon. <laughs> are, these, are, are these just jars of emotion? I, like... You would have to open them to find out. Uh... You, you don't know what's inside, <laughs> but they all sound similar. Yeah, the ambivalent and desperate, or no, 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 the uh, the very uh, the one that makes you feel dread and and hopeless. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a it's a rejection letter from an unrequited love. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you read it? Oh hell no! I do not open the <laughs> okay. thing. I just I just joke about it. Sure. Because I don't know what it is. Sure, sure, sure. All right, uh, you've all six, uh, successfully made it to the bottom of the shaft here. Is there anything mm-hmm. you would like to Wait. do? What? Skip, weren't you, wasn't, weren't you going to try? I mean, yeah, I could, oh. I could take a look. Yeah, sure. yeah, go for it. I, I did go to Mage College. <laughs> he did matriculate. I, well, is that the beginning of it? Because I was really yeah, not there too long. Okay, all right. I, I don't know words. Um, I, mean, I could open it, but I wouldn't be able to articulate what I feel. <laughs> you could make a lovely poem about it. Can't yeah. articulate, matriculate. Well, that's uh, a ten on my magic roll. Okay. Oh. You sit down. I, okay, look, I I have a one in all the skills that aren't combat right now, yeah, and I have a two. I have a two in intelligence. College. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a two in intelligence. I, you know, yeah, nice. Magic College just wasn't okay. really a good fit for me. I felt really constrained by the program. Look, uh, I, I, I felt might. Like I was just in Magic High School. <laughs> I, I might have maybe accidentally said, "Hey, what's the deal with the Scarlet King?" And apparently, that's heresy. Lord so, of sorry, Lord of Gold. <laughs> Different thing. Different thing, but yes, the similar Crimson magnitude. Queen, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You're like, what's the deal with Spider-Man? And they're like, we don't talk about the crab. <laughs> the, the who? What's with all the arachnids? Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways. the Lord of Gold is an arachnid. Yes, you're right. Really? Okay, I didn't know. No, nobody Wait, knows. Wait, what? That's heresy. Oh. Right, which is why... Ah, okay, <laughs> How dare you draw the Lord that. of Gold as a spider? I don't care what your dreams said. <laughs> So it's like Muhammad? This is why your head's gonna get blown up one day. So. <laughs> yeah, one day. But hey, hopefully not today. Uh, one day is yourself. quite literal. I think you have like about one day left. Yeah, 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 like a wax slime, and that's where all the the waxy food and all the the yeah. waxy uh, <laughs> currency comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just generates it. You just well. So what you do is you press down on one of the scales, and it just kind of like seeps out from under it. And then, like, that's good eats. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, for any of our like listeners a, who missed the... like a fountain drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, you hold a cup and you just press the... <laughs> the Lord the of button. Gold that only serves Mountain Dew. Oh, the <laughs> sweet nectar of the gods. Sweet nectar <laughs> of the gods. Not sponsored. Uh, uh, for, for any listeners uh, bewildered who did not catch the world building episode, Session Zero... Um, in this setting, most food and drink uh, is provided by the Lord of Gold to the inhabitants of Sharoon and the surrounding Howling City. Uh, it is commonly known as uh, Star Syrup or to the slightly more blasphemous uh, Lord's Bile. 
and it's uh it's not pleasant to drink but it is nutritious but but uh it's either neither here nor there your current situation is at the bottom of a pit investigating some tubes and skip you set them down, you draw some lines, you make some calculations, you rearrange them, you test the auric fields, you you really just sit there and really get a sense for their interactions with each other, with the world, with yourself. And you briefly remember in your time at the library when you were investigating, uh, shall we say, <laughs> more taboo what? subjects. Well, yeah, what does your time and in your inter- interdisciplinary courses tell you? <laughs> Yeah. You uh you remember briefly a rather interesting lecture that was given by a researcher whose name has long <gasps> since fled your memory uh <gasps> of something called a mass sympathetic binding phenomenon. And Yes, of course. Of course. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> it's elementary really once you think about really? it. Really? So yeah, is, no, it was just light reading. Um from what you remember of this lecture, the idea here is that if many, 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 many people uh, emotionally invested themselves in a particular object, if they cared about its future and they cared about its fate or its behavior or its current status, if they oh. believed very, very strongly and there were enough of them, the sort of ambient magic fields of spite might begin to affect that object in a way that would cause it to manifest or reciprocate these feelings or sort of live up to the legend so to speak fight uh, the name of the planet, the planet. On. yeah oh oh okay yeah um a a bleak and lifeless desert world full of uh broken and empty arcologies like the one you're currently in um the lecturer of this lecture theorized that this phenomenon <laughs> Uh, was, you know, something that could occur if many, many people, you know, if lives were on the on the line when it came to a certain object, uh, you know, people might revere the bucket of a well because it is their only source of water, or they might revere a wall that keeps out the storm. If it was something, uh, ultimately... This theory was discredited or uh, objected to strictly on the grounds that the the math didn't really check out. The number of people that would have to uh, care or focus their intent on an object to create a measurable magic field would be not just millions of lives, but billions. And uh, billions of people have not lived on spite since long before the breach, certainly. Like... You know, the breach itself probably depopulated it, but um, if if there are lives that were interested in or depended on these cylinders for some crucial, critical thing so strongly that their belief has crystallized into magic, those people are likely long gone and only their hopes and dreams remain in these tubes. And now I'm carrying them. Yes. Oh, rad. You do know, um, on a more mechanical or practical level, these are essentially spell scrolls. Um, the okay. the spell oh. contained within is 
not from any class or discipline of magic that you could really articulate, but uh, they are safe to open and they are safe to read. They will not activate until uh, they are destroyed, essentially. So tearing oh. these pages in half will release the magic that has uh, saturated into them over hundreds and hundreds of years. Hmm, okay. If you would like to read them. Um, sure, yeah, I'll, uh, okay. take a look-see. Uh, add, add ambivalence. Let's see what the ambivalent one yeah, is like. Yeah, so there's two of those that are sort of ambivalent and desperate. And you open them up, and it it looks a little bit like an expense report or a ledger. Uh, and this is... Each one is about 18 pages long, and it's just line item after line <laughs> item laid out in a perfect grid. It's it's the final ledger of GameStop. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, oh. As, as best you can tell, just looking at the... A lot of this is in a language that you don't understand, or you only have like a a fleeting grasp of with your study of ancient languages back when you were taking your interdisciplinary courses. Um, you can't read out the entire thing, but roughly you understand that this is a something called a bill of liquidation. Uh, long, long ago, there were things called companies, and these companies <laughs> would occasionally owe debts to other companies so grand and so vast that the only way to pay them off would be to liquidate the entire thing. Uh, a ill-understood arcane process by which all of their worldly possessions were turned into money. And you wow. suspect, uh, based on your understanding of the magical phenomena at play here, that this scroll, uh, when used, would be able to liquidate an asset. Whoa. <laughs> uh, probably no larger than like a 10 by 10 square, like 10 feet by 10 feet object. Uh, but if oh. you can fit within that box, you're you're fairly sure you could convert it to currency. Like one of the robots? Uh, these guys got to be these guys got to be pretty pricey, right? Uh, living or animate things probably get a saving throw, but um, They're living? Well, they're like oh. motile. Yeah, mobile. Thing, things things get a saving throw against it if they are not objects. And no, Fair. robots are not objects. Well, I know I'm not an object. <laughs> um, just just by that thought, I know yeah. that I'm not an object. Code so, no, ergo, sume. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. At two, brew there, and I look around at my at the <laughs> little balls floating around in the sky. <laughs> they they carry on with their duties uh yeah uh -huh. ever vigilant ever dutiful always hunt dubious. those tubes i love their dubious tubes. about the tubes skip uh the next one that you open is the one that feels like reassurance or contentment okay um this one uh looking it over appears to be a like a benefits package or uh, something called a severance policy, which is something <laughs> that companies had long in the past. 
And the more you read about this and the more you read about the uh, luxurious amenities afforded to someone who is uh, leaving the Ever. company, uh, this this is potentially something that in the old books would be described as a golden parachute. <laughs> wow. Uh, a thing that could prevent you from falling. Hey, we could have Incredible. Used... <laughs> yeah, we that. needed that. Probably should have opened that one earlier. Oh, well. Sorry. Now you've got it for the way back. Yeah. Ball going <laughs> back up. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one, the dread tube. Dare you proceed inside? Termination letter. Uh, sure, yeah. This is the thing which companies fear most this is a quarterly earnings report. Oh. <laughs> and the thing about the line is that the line is supposed to go up, but the line is going down. And that fills you with a deep and fathomless dread. You know that contained on this sheet of paper, as the line goes down, the lives of millions of people were forever altered, forever cast into chaos by the simple act of number going down <laughs> why did the number have to go down whoa <laughs> armed with your armful of business scrolls uh, up ahead you can hear the sounds of the uh, stringers grow more frantic and more erratic, and there is a stomping, chanting ceremony of com some kind up ahead. And uh, that is where we will leave for now. I have been Waffle, your GM for the Shattered Cosmos, joined by... Daniel, playing uh, Alabaster, the unnamed necromancer. Hey, all playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham, soon-to-be startup owner. <laughs> and I play Neric Shadespear. All right, uh, where can we be found? Find us at the Alchemist underscore Club on Twitter, and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And if you want to get in t touch with us about um, Shattered Cosmos or the Alchemist Club itself, which is going to be coming back here in a few weeks, then uh, reach out at the Alchemist Club eighty eight at gmail.com. All right, uh, that concludes today's stand-up meeting. Thank you, everyone. Till next time.